Hi, sir. Um, I just wanted to let you know that you are going to be moving across the border into Texas today. You're going to be released. Gracias. Yeah. This is amazing. It is. It is. All you have Even to do. Even though, I mean, I don't have any papers or anything. No, don't worry about it. What we're going to do is I'm going to okay. write down your name, right? Okay. Right. I'm going to release you into Texas. This city is called McAllen. And then what we're going to have you do is come back in 30 days for a court date. Okay. Can you do that, sir? Uh-huh. Okay, no, great. I'll definitely come back. Great, great. Are you having... I'll definitely, I'll definitely come back. Are you having any COVID-like symptoms, sir? Coughing, sneezing, lack <laughs> of smell or taste? <coughs> no. No, I'm fine. Are you sure? You sure? I, I can I'm, COVID test you. All right, fine. Okay. Do it. I'm going to go ahead test and COVID me. test you really quickly. <coughs> well, sir, it looks like you're positive for COVID-19. Oh, no. You don't have to fret, though. It's okay. It's okay. Right. What we're actually going to do is just release you into the country... We just won't tell anybody that you're COVID positive, okay? Really? Yes. It's that easy? It's that easy. I'm just going to release you in. Again, the city is McAllen, and then you just come back in 30 days for your court date. Everyone's oh, I'll, def be fine. I'll definitely, for sure. I'll be back. Yeah. Okay, great, Gracias. great, great. I'm so happy to hear that. Gracias. Um, An hour hi, later. Sir. <laughs> hi, sir. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? You can take my order. I would like one Krabby uh, Patty, wait, please. Wait, wait, stop, 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 sir. Do you have a mask? I do not have a mask. Are you vaccinated? Do you have a vaccination card? I don't have that either. I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, we cannot serve you here. But I'm not even sick. I could. Can I just like place my order? And no, you can't, sir. I don't know that you're not sick. You don't have a vaccination card. You're not wearing a mask. And it, it's just due to company rules, you cannot eat at this establishment. I don't like these rules. I will be taking my business elsewhere because you're discriminating against me. See, you can try that, but every single business in this whole corridor, you know, mandates that. Hola, so. senorita. Can I get a burger? Absolutely, sir. What would you like? <laughs> a double burger with queso. <laughs> and scene. Wow, what an opening. You know, I wore I wore a lot of hats this opening. I switched characters here literally. and there. I, I literally wore a lot of hats this opening. Now, why did we do that? And... Here's a, here's a story. There's a pertinent story as to why we did that skit opening. The city of McAllen, Texas, surprise, surprise, has released 7,000 COVID-positive migrants into the city since February. Isn't that amazing? I don't know if amazing is the right word. <laughs> Maybe horrible. I've, I've actually been to McAllen, Texas. I've spoken there. I did a Lincoln-Reagan dinner, actually. I was a keynote at one of their events down there. And it's a city where actually a lot of the people who are living in it were conservative, from what I can remember that they were telling me. A lot of the people are conservative. They stand up for those values. But there's not really a whole lot that they can do when you have the federal government coming in and saying, oh, it's totally fine. It's totally fine if we let these people in. Hundreds right. of thousands of people already this year and they test them for covid and then even if they have covid they let them in it's it's crazy it's crazy what's happening right now and we went to try to get food today we went to blaze pizza to get just order pizza with no mask and then guess what no we got turned away no senor no pizza for you no senora no senors no service no mask no shoes no service Ese. It was horrible. I hate it. It makes me so upset when I go to a restaurant without a mask on and then they tell me I have to wear a mask. I, yeah. I know. It sounds like, well, you're freaking out because you got to go into a restaurant with this cloth over your face. Why don't you just do it? Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, <laughs> we'll we'll get get to to that. that argument. But it makes me so upset. Yeah, look at these tweets. This is from Bill Malugan. He says, on Monday, we watched Border Patrol drop off busloads of migrants in downtown McAllen all day long. Every 30 minutes, hundreds released right in front of us. They don't care. This no. is like the biggest slap in the face to the American people. Do you understand that? That it's like everything they said. I mean, there was just this headline article that just came out that I just saw on Twitter before this that said, there's going to be a new variant that's more deadly than the Delta variant and the Lambda variant combined. And you, if you get in contact with it, you're going to immediately die. That's basically what these articles say. And then yet they're letting in 7,000 people or more. I'm sure it's more now because this headline is a couple days old. More than 7,000 COVID positive illegal immigrants. So it's a total slap in the face to you, viewer. Someone who cares about this country, cares about the values that we represent, and to have our elites and the people who are running this country or running your state or city come in and say, oh, COVID's this huge deal. We need to put mask mandates back in here. We need to, everyone needs to be vaccinated. You can't come into a restaurant. Right. They are literally slapping you in the face. They by are. then letting 7,000 people in there. There's no other way around it. They hate the things that you love.
Yeah, and they use this guise of like, oh, it's for health and safety, and that's why we're policing you. That's why we're making you stay inside your home. That's why we're making you put a dirty rag over your face every day. That's why we're mandating vaccines in order to eat at our restaurant. It's for health and safety. But the fact is, they don't actually care about health and safety because when it comes to people who are actually sick, that you know, you're not even sick when you have to put on the mask. You're not even sick when you have to demonstrate that you've gotten the the jab um, necessarily. But here's people that we know conclusively are sick and coming in into the country by the droves we're putting them on a bus and just dropping them off in the middle of town square like if you don't if you're not calling that out and and it just as insane over that as you are about a healthy person walking into your store wearing a mask then you don't actually you're not actually concerned about health and safety it's a farce i haven't seen one leftist talk about this have you yeah. guys seen one person on the left no. complain about this no me neither i haven't because if you do so, you're pointing out the blatant problem that we have with not only uh, the this whole COVID positive uh, Im- immigrants coming into our country, but just illegal immigrants in general. We have the this crazy surge that is happening right now in this country. I'm going to take us to this other article. This is out of the Daily Wire. Report, crush of child migrants leads record-breaking illegal immigration here in July. I want to get into some of these numbers. Around 19,000 children were picked up at the United States-Mexican border in July. And in total, there was over 200,000 illegal alien encounters in the month of July at our border. That's one month. That's crazy. One month. One month. Dude. One month. That- slap in the face. Oh, my God. Slap in the face if you're someone who's trying to immigrate to this country legally and going through right. the process and actually respecting the laws and respecting our values and trying to assimilate and everything. And you're doing it honestly why would anyone do it honestly why would anyone do it the right way when you can just waltz across the border yeah there's no point just come just jump across and meanwhile didn't sabrina say uh, our our prager force director who's cuban said that they're turning away cuban people who are trying to escape communism on boats and they're sending them back but then somehow if you're if you're just coming across legally at the texas border you're it's come on in then we went to the border. We saw this we happen did. firsthand. We did, and we heard from a Border Patrol agent that just told us these harrowing stories of what he experienced at Border Patrol, as well as what other Border Patrol agents uh, experienced. So shout out, uh, one, to Border Patrol agents. You are truly forgotten when it comes to law enforcement in this country, and it's probably because you're handcuffed and you can't do your job anymore. 200,000 illegal alien encounters in the month of July. At that rate, that is 2.4 million a year. It should be illegal. <laughs> it, oh, is illegal. Oh, <laughs> it is illegal. It is illegal. Uh, but, but that's the problem is illegal doesn't mean anything anymore. You can uh, walk in California, you can walk into a store and walk out with $949 worth of goods and you're good. So right. the the rule breakdown of the rule of law in this country is tragic. Why is. I think it's, they call them undocumented. Yeah, it's a euphemism. It's not it's not a real world. It's a, it's an illegal alien. That's right. what that's the the not even I don't want to say politically correct. It's just the law-abiding correct term right legal alien someone crossing this border illegally coming into this country and living here you are an illegal alien you right. are not if an we go if we migrant. go into mexico without and without proper the process or whatever we're illegal aliens there you know it's, right. it's not right. a, it's not an offensive term it's just a matter of fact but exactly. facts are offensive apparently that's yeah, why they the, change the language. People act like America is the only country that has immigration laws and that we're the only bigots here. If I wanted to go over to Europe right now, I would have to have a sound job, a sound education, get my passport, get everything, get my visa affiliated with them. And then guess what? When it was up, they would kick me out. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to stay there. Yet in America, we have this idea of, oh, no, we need open borders. We're just truly not an accepting nation if we don't allow anybody who wants to be here to be here. That's not how countries work. Yeah. That's not how land works. And if you don't have a country with a secure border, you really don't have a country. And it's something that Thomas Sowell talks about a lot. He said, if you are not enforcing an immigration policy, there is no immigration policy. So even though we have all these departments set up, we have ICE set up, we have all this legislation set up for illegal aliens that try to come into this country, none of it is being put to use. In fact, we are allowing thousands upon thousands of people to come to our border saying, okay, give us a name. I don't care if it's your real name. Just give me a name and then I will release you into the country. Just come back for your court date. Oh, oh yeah, you're going to do that. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Illegal immigrants. Well, I have to say one thing. In, in Europe, it's also not that great because they let in tons of 
people from all over the world and have, and have ruined a ton of Europe because they didn't assimilate to the culture. So Europe isn't the best example, but there are plenty of other countries across the world that have strong immigration policies that do not let people come into their border. I mean, Canada has their border closed off from the U.S. If you went in there, you're an illegal immigrant too. So right. it's happening all over the world. But what happens when illegal immigrants come into this country, it's a bigger thing. Like people want to say, oh, you're xenophobic. There's nothing xenophobic about it. They drive down wages. It's been shown in tons and tons of studies that when illegal immigrants move into this country, um, the the wages of African-Americans goes down on Mm -hmm. average. Wages go down. There are people lose out on money when illegal immigrants come into this country. It's not a xenophobic thing to want to preserve your country and have a sovereign nation. But the left will shame you into thinking that, oh, that's a racist thing to have. This is our, in my opinion, top three biggest issues letting people across the border illegally because it is going to change the way that America is vitally if you have people who come into the country who don't respect our values, hate our country, Mm -hmm. don't assimilate, and are taking advantage of our government and our people. They're taking advantage. It's one thing if you have people who are illegal immigrants and they're downtrodden and they want to come in and it's like they don't really have another option. I understand that, okay? I have sympathy for a lot of these people. That sucks. No, no doubt. But you have a lot of people who know the system of America, who have been tossed out back to Mexico and taken back in and then tossed out again four or five times and they take advantage of the system and they continually do it. And it's like, why, why am I feeling sympathy for that type of person? People who want to take advantage of America, not people who want to live out the American dream, people who want to take advantage of this country. That is the, it is a huge problem. Yeah, well, and I'd say even beyond a bigger problem than that is the politicians uh, who make the policies that incentivize people or, or the politicians whose job it is to enforce our laws who are abdicating their responsibility to do so. People will do what you incentivize them to do. If there's no punishment for a petty thief, petty theft, then guess what? That's That's going to increase. It's, We've it's seen it. Simple economic, simple reality. And so when when it's America is a land of opportunity. We have a higher gross domestic product. There's a higher wage, you know, wage. There's an opportunity for you. You can't blame necessarily people for wanting that, but you can blame the people whose job it is to preserve the integrity of our country and preserve our borders that are abdicating that responsibility in the name of what trying to get votes or trying to manipulate the system or just trying to pander to a certain audience or whatever it is for virtue signaling. Like it has real consequences and that's totally irresponsible. Yeah. Bad immigration legislation are just not in, not enforcing uh, immigration legislation is how nations fall. That's exactly what happens. Wages goes down, crime goes up. Everything just gets worse and worse and our tax dollars go towards treatment and care for people who are not in this country legally. And if you truly wanted to be an American, if you truly wanted to be a citizen in this country, you would go through the legal route. Now we've incentivized people not doing that. And there's a reason that our legal route uh, of getting status in this country as a citizen involves you learning American history, learning what the foundations of this country are, learning our laws, learning how to assimilate because that is learning so English. important. Yes, learning English. That's so important. Nice. Look at look at Europe and and how uh, Middle Eastern immigrants have come in illegally into their country. Well, now they've sort of made it legal. They've allowed anybody to sort of come quote in. Quote unquote refugee. Yeah, right. Quote unquote refugee. And how the crime goes up. You have young girls in in the UK and in Western Europe being raped, beaten. You have car fires, knife fights, just a slew of problems that come along with not properly enforcing illegal uh, immigration policy. People who don't assimilate, it's a horrible thing. America is supposed to be this melting pot of cultures. I get it. I like living in LA because it's a melting pot of like the entire world is here. You can go and meet people from everywhere in the world and get food and culture, all that stuff. It's great. It's super cool. It's Mm -hmm. one of the best parts about LA, which is why, you know, I don't want to necessarily live in a place like Idaho where you know, it's all kind of the same and you eat Buffalo Wild Wings every day. It's like, I I like places where the culture is, Mm -hmm. but the people who create culture in a place are supposed to love what America is about. If you don't love America, don't come to this country and expect a free handout. If you, there should be a test, like the, if you're coming into this country, you should have to love this country. Like legitimately, you're allowed as an American citizen to protest your country, protest your government. Yes. But if you're coming into this country and you hate it and you want to take advantage of it, why would America let you in? 
I don't right. understand why we would do that. And don't forget that a lot of the people coming into this country are not here even to be in America. They are mules for drug cartels. And a lot of the unaccompanied children right. who show up at our U.S. border are also mules for drug cartels. This is not an ethical thing that is happening. A lot of these people are not people who are out uh, seeking freedom and seeking, you know, the American values of the American dream, although I know that that is the case for many. Uh, there are people who are in power who are doing horrible things down south who are taking advantage of young people who either want to be in America or simply have no choice due to what the drug cartels are doing. And yet nobody says a word about this. Nobody says a word about the 80 percent of girls who come up to the U.S. border who've been sexually abused while while going through the journey and have been with men who claim to be their parents and claim to be uh, some sort of familial uh, relationship with them and are no such thing. Nobody talks about the people in America who who fall to harm due to illegal immigration. The young girl Molly Tibbetts that was killed while running by an illegal immigrant. Nobody talks about these things. They just want to have this kumbaya, open border, anybody who is seeking freedom can come here, but you need to be realistic about people's true motives. That's why it's state-sanctioned anarchy. This is literally state-sanctioned anarchy, where you have the bureaucrats and the elites who come on and say, we need, we need, we need illegal immigration, or we need undocumented migrants to come in. That's the language that they use. We need these people to come in. It's it's the right thing to do and we have to do it. And they don't care about the consequences because again, they live in private homes. Right. They don't have their wages are fine. They don't need to deal with the consequences of having illegal immigrants come into this country. You think that the elites at at Amazon and 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 Facebook and these people who are professing these types of thing and BlackRock and other financial firms and Wall Street, you think they're dealing with Illegal immigrants? No. No, they could care less. Not. But they're putting out the message so that they can look woke and virtuous when in reality it sells out the rest of America by letting this happen. It does. We got a couple of super chats here. This one's from TJ. Says, love y'all. You guys were great earlier, and I assume you're talking about the Dennis Prager radio show, which we got to host today, and we are going to show you a clip. We'll get into that right after this. Said, loving the stash, Will. Ooh. Based. <laughs> Thank you. It's an amazing stash. I also have a soul patch. <laughs> he says, love your opening skits and keep uh, fighting the good fight. Now, Pancake Trooper gave us a really nice $25 super chat and said, when someone asks you for proof of vaccination, you should just give them a green Uno reverse card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start carrying them around. I want to get guys... the McLovin ID and just like hand it yeah, to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uno is one of Will's favorite games. I love Uno. He does That's because I have the sombrero one. <laughs> when I don't have the sombrero one, I like one. The game. But right now I like Uno. But yeah, we got to host the Dennis Prager show today, which was really cool. It was really cool. We had a great time. It was three hours long. Right. So we did three hours, just got back to the office, and now we're doing another hour for you guys here. So it's a lot of talking today. A lot. A lot of talking. Yeah, but I'm used to that. It's yeah. Fortunately, Will really loves to talk and hear himself <laughs> yes. talk. So. Yeah, it's no problem. We kind of all do. Who doesn't love a good a good talk? Some people. <laughs> Some people. Introverts. But we got to take calls on the Dennis Prager show. Some of them were good. Some of them really loved the work that we're doing at PragerU. Some did not like us at all. No, no some haters. <laughs> and I'm going to show you a clip of somebody who did not like us. So uh, let's see how we responded. Here we go. On our show, we don't we do not do ad reads or anything like that. No, no one we will don't. sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we're too radical, I guess, for these types of people. But that was amazing. That was yes, really good. We, we tell people to create strong families uh, to support the United States of America, and apparently we're the radicals. No, we're extremists, obviously, <laughs> of course, with that. And apparently someone who thinks we're an extremist, we got a call from uh, someone. But before I just get into this guy's call, I just want to remind you guys, 1-8-Prager-776, you can call into the show and talk with Amla and I. We are much younger than Dennis with a different type of perspective. So please call into the show, 1-8-Prager-776. And Sean, let's take Jay's call. Hi, Jay. Yes. Hi, Jay. Yes, hello. Hi, what's yeah, going on? So I, I, I just got to be honest. You're in your 20s and you're complaining about wearing masks at Chipotle? Yes, yes, yes that yes. is correct. <laughs> come, come on. I mean, like... You know, when I was in my 20s, I had, there were more important things like the fact that kids would get busted for, for smoking pot, that, that, you know, and uh, wearing a mask at Chipotle is, 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 is the least thing to, to, to whine about. Is Maybe that... I'm showing my age. Thank you, Jay. Uh, 
Appreciate the call. Thank yes. you, Jay. Let's talk about that. Uh, I think when, when people have arguments like this, like wearing a mask should be the least of our worries, I think it's a, it's a fundamental understand, misunderstanding of really what the true weight and repercussions are when it comes to mask mandates like this. It is because now, not only the government, but also corporations are telling you what you can and cannot do with your body. That's an extremely important issue. It shouldn't matter what age you are, especially when you look into the science around masking up here and America, actually around the world, there's no evidence to suggest that it does anything or that it is helpful to society. All it suggests to me is that there are people, uh, specifically the elites in this country, who want to mandate exactly what you do with your personal liberty, with your personal freedom. And although a mask or a small piece of cloth that goes over your face may seem like a very, very small symbol of that, it is truly important that there are people who want to place that limit on you. It's just big government policies. It doesn't even matter that it's the mask specifically, okay? Mm -hmm. I just want you to understand this and everyone to understand this. Let's look at throughout history Mm -hmm. where governments and bureaucracies and mega corporations will come in and they'll say, we just need you to do this one thing, okay? We just need you to do this one thing. Oh, just wear a mask. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, just do this when you walk into a restaurant. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, you just got to give up your guns, but we're not going to do anything bad about it, right? Just, it's not a big deal. One thing that the left is incredibly good at, which I have noticed talking to people. I did a video recently where I was talking to people about the Olympics and whether people should stand for the flag at the Olympics, about transgender athletes at the Olympics, and a guy who I talked to, he says all these things. He's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Why can't they just participate? Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Why can't they just protest? And it's like these things that they try and play off as not a big deal are big deals because you give them an inch and they take a mile every single time. So something as innocuous as coming and saying, it's just a mask at Chipotle. What's the big deal? Well, next time it's a mask at the grocery store. Next time it's two masks at the grocery store. Next time you can't get a loan because you're not triple vaccinated and you're a racist because that's right. what they're they're labeling it as. And we have several tangible examples of this happening in the real world, specifically in California. Look at the whole transgenderism issue here in America. It was stated, oh, well, well, transgender people can identify as whatever they like and they should be able to use that bathroom. Conservatives raised their concerns on that argument, saying that there would be men who would take advantage of that sort of legislation. And guess what? It has happened. But now that we've conceded that sort of ground, and it is very important what ground you concede, we've conceded that ground and now it has infiltrated other facets of our society. We now see transgender people beating out biological females in their sports. We now see transgender people beating out biological females and biological males for scholarships. And we also see now in California that men who are in male prisons can file paperwork saying that they identify as a female and can now be transferred over to female facilities. In one case, a serial killer of women stated that he was a biological woman and that he was transgender and that he would like to be transferred over a female facility and the paperwork was put through. It very much matters how much ground you concede and putting masks and allowing people to mandate that for you is a large concession. Don't concede at all. You compromise your values for one thing, then you compromise it for everything. Right. We're going to take a There we go. See, we did pretty well responding to somebody who didn't like us. We should just, we could just leave and just play this on the rest of the stream. <laughs> and not have just, to stay. It's been a long day. Just yeah. clip together our dentist segments and then just play them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and make people think we're in a different set. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That'd I want to do calls on this show. I want to figure out a way for us to be able to have people call into this show and and talk to us about all the things that they're upset about or that they like or questions, whatever. That would be a ton of fun. We will work on that for you guys. Yeah, we're going to work on it. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully. Because I want to talk to all of you. Well, not all of you. Some of you. Yeah, some of you. Yeah. I mean, if you're a hater, you can still call. Yeah. We no, love I'm hate calls. This, yeah, the hate calls are more fun. The hate calls are more fun. I'm like, ooh, what is this person going to say? <laughs> I do like that. Why don't they like me? <laughs> Why don't they like me? I'm Who perfect. could possibly not like Will and Amala? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally impossible to not like us. So, yeah, uh, let's get into <laughs> another story. So, I think uh, Jay here, that caller, he probably would have been pretty much okay with lockdowns. He sounds like. I bet pretty, he was. Pretty complacent. Oh, it's just, it's a, not that big of a deal. Just lock down. Just wear a mask the rest of your life. It's not a big deal. Maybe he'd be good in, like, Australia. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Mate, it's just a little Head mask. Head on over. It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but... Luckily, we talked about uh, Australia many times on this program before because they've been going through these incessant lockdowns uh, over virtually no cases and no deaths. Uh, But now people are fighting back. Here's a video out of Melbourne, Australia, of people protesting these lockdowns. Here we go. 
Amazing Melbourne. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Crikey, that's a lot of lockdown marches. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of people out there. Oh, mate, there's some gators and some wombats. No, but marching. seriously, I'm proud. Oh, I'm proud I too, mate. I love to see it. I'd split a blooming onion with any of them. <laughs> Cough all over them. Share blooming onion, mate. That is amazing. I love to see people fighting back against okay. tyranny, and that's exactly what is happening Could you imagine in Melbourne. The sixth lockdown, like, are you kidding me? At that point, I, I don't know. know what I would be doing. I know, but I would I definitely would be at least out there, right? Turning cars over or something. I yeah. TJ sent another super chat, and this is pretty pertinent to what we're talking about right now. Give them an inch, and they take a mile. Now we're 200 miles in, and have an overwhelming amount of ground to get back, and it's going to be a hell of a hike now. Trying to get that back. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's up to us. It's up to us, guys. And I want to say one thing that I think is actually really cool, and something that. I, I we haven't I haven't really noticed on the show yet until we just watched that video. But so much of the of the videos that we play, they're not from news. You understand right. that when we're playing like news videos, quote unquote news videos of stuff happening around the world or happening in America, whatever it is, they're not from the news or a news organization Mm-mm. reporting. They're from normal people. Do you guys understand how important that is? I know it seems maybe like a small thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, that was a small burp. It was like a four. Yeah, it was a four. It was less. It was like a three. Yeah, three. Anyway, yeah. but. That's a huge deal that the mainstream media that people nowadays are reporting on is from phones, independent journalists, normal people just recording this stuff. I can't stress how important this is, is that you can't trust the mainstream media. The mainstream media is a shell of what it once was. It's not reporting on the truth. It's giving biased information about everything going on. And then even worse than that, it's not even showing what's going on Mm -hmm. so this is why we have to show videos of like people from social media just posting stuff and that's a truly important thing yeah super chat from lily says keep up the good work clap 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 thank you (laughs) thank you lily yeah Yeah, it is very important the who was the olympian that was saying talking positively about america that she was not on any mainstream yeah tamira she was just it was like someone celebrating their accomplishments with America and being grateful for the country, expressing their gratitude to rep- and how proud they are to represent the country. You don't see that anywhere. It was no. like it was like a news story on Daily Wire and conservatives outlets because they're like, oh, look, guys, we finally got a sane person who yeah. actually is proud of their country. And it was like recorded on a phone afterwards. Yeah. It's like the original video that got like 10 million views was recorded on a phone. So let's show what the mainstream media is reporting on when it comes to COVID-19. This, this video makes me sad. I'm not going to lie. Let's go for no, it. No, no, mate. Dear Superintendent, Dr. Green, and school board members, I would like to encourage the requirement of masks at school in Duval County. In a letter to school leaders, Lila Hartley explains what worries her. She's 12 years old, about to be in seventh grade in Duval County, vaccinated. But her little brother, 10-year-old Will, isn't old enough to get the vaccine. I'm so worried that if masks are not required, my brother could go to school one day and the next be dying in the hospital. At school, I wear two masks because I want to make... Oh my goodness. First of all, they're playing sorry at the table with (laughs) all their masks on. They should be saying sorry to us for making us sit through this. What should... What makes me sad about this is this is a little 12-year-old girl Obviously, with the stats that we've seen right now with COVID-19, she is not at risk of dying of COVID-19. That is a stated, bold fact. It does not matter what anybody says. That is the fact. And she says she's worried about her little 10-year-old brother going to school and somebody not wearing their mask and them dying of COVID. Obviously, it's not going to happen to your little brother. It is. It it boils my blood that a little 12-year-old girl is worried about her 10-year-old brother going to school and dying from COVID, and you know it's because it's what her parents are telling her. Exactly. That is fear-mongering, that is brainwashing, and that is lying to your child. What type of parent do you have to be to instill this sort of fear, this unwarranted fear in your little 12-year-old girl? Because their hatred for conservatives is stronger than their love for their children. There's no other way around it. Their hatred for people who think the different way than them is stronger than how much they love their children because if they love their children more then they wouldn't be pushing these things on them but they're so vain and so into their own world of the things that they believe that they insist on pushing it on their children to prove a point for themselves right this is this is disgusting let's and 
um, you're gonna continue. Yeah, no, no, go for it. Sue. Well, just why it's it's amazing that it's always children that they use to push their ideology. You know, you had the Greta Thunberg, as, mm-hmm. as we like to say, Thunberg, uh, not too long ago, and then who was the there's the trans kid who gave, they gave a TV show, right? Um, David Hogg. Yeah, and for the for the He's it's like trans. every issue they find no, for for the two A for March <laughs> for, for Our Lives, David Hogg. They find some child to put use to uh, push their political agenda and spread their propaganda, and like children don't come to these conclusions on their own. They have to be trained. Just like kids aren't racialized, you know, they don't care about race unless Mm -hmm. their parents teach them to be racist. And in the same way, that's what we're seeing here. Let's keep going. Sure, I don't get sick. Their father, Matt Hartley, wants Duval County Public Schools to mandate masks. I care about your kid as much as I care about my kid. And I don't want any kid to, to risk being hospitalized or getting long COVID symptoms or just being a part of our community spread. Masks for all in the fall. Mandating masks, however, would defy an executive order. There is nothing more evil than telling people that kids are spreaders of a virus, that they are little parasites that are just walking around and have this virus and anywhere they go, they're going to spread it. Imagine telling a kid that. Yeah. Imagine telling like this guy coming on and talking about this, telling kids, he's like, well, you could have a virus and you could be spreading it around to everyone and then everyone else is gonna die. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible thing to tell children. How scary that must be for a child to think that, oh, I'm a super spreader because I'm going to school. That's an evil thing to tell children. I was watching, and Taylor and I were listening to... Uh, oh, thanks for the invite. <laughs> when we drove to the radio show, you drove separately, I was going to bring this up. <laughs> we were listening to Yanmi Park on Joe Rogan, and she talks about what true oppression feels like. Of course, Yanmi Park, if you're unfamiliar with her, she is a North Korean defector. She left North Korea when she was 13 years old, was sold uh, uh, human trafficked through China, and eventually made it over to the States. Uh, but she talks about what true oppression feels like, and she states that true oppression is not knowing that you're oppressed and that all these people on the left who spout about uh, Black Lives Matter and, and COVID-19 and they know all the facts, they're not oppressed. You you are well aware of, of this system and, and your place in it. But these children right now in this video have no idea that their parents are doing them wrong and are doing something harmful to them. That is true oppression. Right. Yeah. If you can make a sign that looks this good, I don't know if we're on the screen. But if you have the graphic design capabilities to make something <laughs> like that with the clip art and everything, like you're not oppressed. <laughs> That's just a fact, okay? It's just a fact. Look how good the art is on that. I'm <laughs> That's serious. An interesting, it's, that's I an mean, astute it, observation. I get what you're saying. You took the time to just sit and create something like this so right. that you can purely talk about your, your own oppression. Have, are very good at propaganda. They and are. They have lots of time to develop it and to find a right, the right messenger Masterful. that they want to use. And that's what this is. They're, they're spreading propaganda. But it's so frustrating how they frame things. I mean, they're, they're, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, well, look at this photo here. Look at look at. There's all this different <laughs> diversity. This we've got an Asian. We got an Asian cartoon. We got a black lady, and then we have the small little white boy in the middle. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's frustrating how they frame it as uh, it's because we care. It's like if you cared about this, you would be caring about the fact that 7,000 illegal immigrants are coming in who are infected with the disease that you're you're shutting down and that kids aren't even at risk of, mm-hmm. but you're making them wear masks and prop, prop, you know trotting them out there to spread your propaganda. You don't care. You're terrorizing children. If you cared, right. you wouldn't be terrorizing children and making their lives a living hell uh, and, and stealing a year of their education or almost two. You don't care. Stop saying you care. If you cared, you'd be consistent on this stuff. Right. There's no consistency in the argument. Let's continue. Right. I I would be very interested to ask all of these people. I wish I was there. I wish I could go to one of these things. I just mm-hmm. thought of a good question that we can ask people is when when do we stop? Right. It's a very easy question. When do we stop? Mm-hmm. Is there a point? Because like in, in lots of cities across America, the deaths are at almost zero a week on average. What did you do? I'm just moving your water bottle. Oh, and okay. It's like floating through the oh, bottom of your screen. Sorry. Point. Uh, it's a ghost water bottle, but how, like what, when does it end? I would love to ask these people on the left, when does it end? Maybe if you're a leftist in the chat right now, you can answer this question because I'm genuinely curious on when you guys think that all this should stop. Do we have to wear masks forever? Do we have to get a booster shot every single year? Like what? And just keep paying off big pharma. When does all of this end? That's a great question. And hopefully somebody will, if you're a leftist and you want to answer that question, uh, email us at press Yeah. Maybe we'll get you on the show.
<laughs> okay, let's keep watching here. Maybe just, we're not going to finish this whole thing because it's making me disgusted. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Order signed by Governor Ron DeSantis, banning Based. schools from forcing students to wear masks. All those in favor? After hearing from dozens of parents, the Duval County Public School Board voted to change its code of conduct for students late last night. Any student not wearing a mask pursuant to this policy must, through his or her or their parent or guardian, complete the opt-out procedures. Moms for Liberty, a nationwide group whose local chapter of Duval County mother... That's BS. Why is there an opt-out thing? It's mandated that you can't mandate masks. Right. Did I listen to this right? Why Why do? Why does someone need to get a, a opt-out? You just can't mandate it. The kid just doesn't have to do it. Yeah. That's it. And it's sad because kids cannot defend themselves. And they don't have the faculties to defend themselves when it comes to things like this. We're not going to watch any more of this video, but... Uh, Whenever we think about political issues, especially social issues, we always try to think of it through the lens of children in this nation because those are the people who are truly being harmed here. And this is just so sad to watch. And and to those parents who are telling your kid that they are they are super spreaders and that they could kill their their little sibling uh, by not wearing a mask and by giving them COVID, what is wrong with you? Yeah, seriously, that's there's something wrong. I know. There's I want to wrong. use choice words with you because yeah. that. I usually would not mince words with you, but it's very frustrating that you would tell your kid that they are a potential killer. That's essentially yeah. where you're telling your kid that they could potentially infect and kill someone, that they're a little bug parasite. Let's talk. We got, a, we got a few uh, super chats here. Uh, Dialogue equals progress says, can we talk about how they always tell us that the world is going to end the oil crisis, the new ice age, acid rain, the, o- the ozone layer? They're just fear mongers. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to the ozone layer? Yeah, whatever happened to the oil crisis? Good old ozone. (laughs) Can somebody explain this to me? Is the ozone gone? Apparently. Uh, You know what? There was one time that I was uh, out at a restaurant and we were like having conversation with just these random people. And there was a guy who was a a climate scientist. Mm -hmm. And we were asking, what happened to the ozone layer? Because there was a large hole in the ozone layer and then suddenly nobody's talking about it anymore. He goes, oh, well, we banned aerosols. Aerosols is what? Right. Patched up. No, of course. That makes total sense. Will blew it it wide open with all the hairspray he used. (laughs) Yeah, they banned me from using hairspray, and now it's all fine. It makes a lot of sense. He switched to pomade, and now we're all good. (laughs) Robert Rudehouse says, you guys are killing it. I love your show. No hate here, just love. Can I get a happy birthday from Amala? Happy birthday, Robert. Her laugh makes... want a happy birthday for me. Makes sunshine. (laughs) Just for Amala. Yeah, can I get a happy birthday? (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) I'm not... I'm going to skip that next sentence. And Will, stash respect. Oh, thank uh, you. Okay, if it good. stays, what style? Question mark. If it stays, I think what I'm going to do is shave probably this weekend, shave this, the horseshoe, and then shave the soul patch. And then I'm just going to get the Tom Selleck. And man, I'm going to look like Burt Reynolds in Gator. I'm going to look so hot. Just imagine <laughs> me on an airboat. Imagine me on an airboat. Will, what are the plans for your career? I'm going to look really <laughs> hot. Yeah, I'm going to look really hot. I'm just planning for the future. I've got big know? plans for the fall. Yeah. Will Barkenbush, <laughs> thank you for a, yet another $50 super chat. You have thank been, you. you are single-handedly keeping Will and I employed. Uh, yes, no, thank you. We really appreciate that. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Jake Chekolinski says, I heard one of you was a former leftist, both of us are. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is the feminist movement anti-gun? Let's be real, the great equalizer that has ever existed between men and women is a gun. Wouldn't feminists be pro-gun? That's a great question, Jake. And I'm I'm extremely pro-gun. I don't identify as a feminist, but I do think that, that women should be pro-gun. If there was ever in a, a situation where you were confronted with a large male who wanted to do you any sort of harm, the only equalizer that you have in that moment in time is a firearm. That's right. a great point. Now, we're going to get into this video that Taylor sent us. I had no idea what this video was. All I you knew... Don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Just play it. It's just very it's patriotic. It's inspirational video. It's very inspirational. With a surprise twist. With a surprise twist. Here we go. My fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? If you want an abortion, get one! 
Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principle and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. Once you begin a great movement, there's no telling where it is. That's amazing. I'm like, wow, this is so intense. Like, is this some sort of campaign? Is somebody running for office? And it's like, we the people, Chardonnay. <laughs> this is not sponsored, by the way. We just saw this commercial and we thought yeah, it was awesome. The wine might be terrible, I, but they make a great commercial. I, I, we I didn't know that values. was a commercial until the very last second. Right. Isn't is what that makes kind it of a crazy? great commercial? Yeah, seriously. That's yeah. I'm I'm not not obviously not sponsored, but I'm gonna buy a bottle of that wine because the commercial was so great, and I know that they support my values. I don't like Chardonnay. I don't like it either. I'm still going to buy it because they're a conservative company and they made a great commercial and I, I feel I feel empowered. I, <laughs> I mean, we complain a lot about all these companies going woke. How refreshing is it to see something like that from, right. a, from it's a company? It's, it's amazing. like when so I see great. companies that do that, I don't care what you're selling. I want to give you my business because exactly. it's just amazing that you you have what should not be courage, but you have the courage to, to make something like that and say, these are my views. This is how I feel about this country and I'm not apologizing for it. Kyler said, we the based. <laughs> we the based, baby. Okay, now we're going to get into our little fun segment of the day. Uh, this segment is called Highly Recommended. What we're going to do is go through some different categories here that we've queued up on our little slideshow, and we're going to give you our recommendations. You can also throw your recommendations in the chat. We love when you guys get to talk to each other and share things with each other. So let's get into it. First category is book. All right, Taylor, you start this one off. What is the um, book that you recommend? Highly recommend. You only get one. I only get one. The yeah. Bible. Choose a different one. <laughs> no, no, that's two. That's, ob two that's obviously the one uh, to recommend. My go-to is usually um, The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt. Um, it is a book that is, it sounds religious, but it's not. It's written by a uh, psychologist who studies moral psychology. And uh, basically it's about how people come to the political beliefs that they have and how to understand where other people are coming from, how to actually achieve meaningful conversation with people instead of just being in your own echo chamber or screaming at each other and not being able to actually communicate and persuade people and change minds. Nice. I'm going to share mine. Will tried to bully me for this earlier. I'm not going to let him bully me. <laughs> um, what what came, The books that came to mind, it's a series of books. It's the Hunger Games series. Uh, and I'm not going to give you some intellectual. Loser. I'm not going to give Loser. you. I'm being heckled by my own co-host. <laughs> I'm not going to give you some sort of like intellectual book. It's just something that I really enjoy reading. If you want a more intellectual take on it, um, no, you, cho you choose one. No, you choose one. Oh, no, I'm saying, no, I'm dog. saying it's going to be my intellectual take on Hunger Games. When oh. I was watching Yanmi Park talk about her experience in North Korea, she actually likened it to this book series, and she said that when she came over to America and she read this book series, it helped her truly understand um, how people are suppressed, how tyranny infiltrates a society, and the way that leaders work and it's such a, a weird thing to think about that it's a it's a it's a young adult novel but it's a great read uh and if you want to apply it today's time you don't have to that would be the connection it's an angsty teen novel no it's great it's Amala's not recommendation next week is going to be twilight heck <laughs> yeah twilight well, there's all these political stuff you know vampires versus <laughs> werewolves <laughs> It's just like America today, you know? Hunger Ga the Hunger Games series. I like because both of you haven't even read it, and you are just hating on my book suggestion. I'm not reading a book where the main character's name is Catnip. Catniss. And Wait, it's an really? entertaining read, Catnip. and it's yeah, so it's good. Name. It's so good. 
You guys are not giving it a chance. Back in my day, we had the Hardy Boys and Boxcar Children. <laughs> the kids were reading. Frodo. You know what? <laughs> yeah. It's like when I want to get away from all the politics and the intellectual and blah, blah, blah. I like I like reading stuff that I read as a child or as like a teenager, a young adult. And that was what I read. So, yeah. Fair enough. Your turn, Will. Um, the picture of Dorian Gray. No, I already uh, gave that one some, on the radio read show Read some Nietzsche. Nietzsche. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to give you guys my favorite book right now, which is Brave New World, Aldous Huxley. I think this is the most pertinent book to our time. Boring. No, it's, it's not, not boring. boring. It's an amazing book. I'm just heckling you because you heckled me. Huh. Well, so. yours was deserved. Boring. Listen to me. Read Brave the, New World. <laughs> I'm wants to do a book club on the Hunger Games. I know. Uh, <laughs> if you're offering, heck yeah, I'll do it. I'll do a book club on the Hunger Games. To Michael Knowles. <laughs> Mine is definitely Brave New World. Aldous Huxley. This, I think this is the most pertinent book to our time right now. I know it's a fiction novel about a fake utopia, but the the fact that everyone is obsessed with safety, obsessed with pleasure, obsessed with comfort, and that they don't know how to deal with things that are discomforting to them, to me, just rings so true to what we are seeing today that that the revolution of our government is not going to be the revolution of you know powers that be at least is not going to be some totalitarian forceful violent uprising at least that i think it's going to be done by social engineers who understand that force is not the way and that you can make people do things by giving them pleasures and comfort and that's what we have in america today so my recommendation brave new world uh, i would recommend brave new world over 1984 for sure 1984 another great book um but but brave new world is my one i'll give you guys today great okay next category on highly recommended is album taylor why, why am I going first every oh, time? I don't know. Oh. We can switch it Okay, on. no. What's uh, Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper? That's like probably one of the best albums ever. You it's my favorite album, album of all time. You and do I, love I that play album. it still five years later. He, he, was a, he was the first person ever to win a Grammy unsigned on this album. So That's cool. Yeah. It's amazing. I didn't it's really a great like blend album. of like hip hop um, and like gospel and a bunch of other stuff. And it's like authentic artistry. It's not like, you know, the bad disgusting lyrics and stuff like that that you get a lot of times in that genre so right ah. sure sure um my album recommendation is going to be okay computer by radiohead that is a fantastic Whoa. album from start Basic. to finish no it's amazing Basic. it's amazing uh it's amazing. I just keep getting heckled by Will today. I think Will is. I a, wouldn't have heckled you on this one if you didn't heckle me on my good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll I make a truth. Yeah. No more heckling. No more heckling. Unless you say a stupid thing. Okay. <laughs> fair like enough. Anything. Fair enough. But OK Computer is a great album, start to finish. It's just like every single song on it is a masterpiece. They flow into each other. It's just great. OK Computer Radiohead. No, it's a great album. It is. It is a great album. It's probably, I would say it's probably Radiohead's best album. Colors is up there too. Um, for album for me, I'm going to do a sad boy pick. Can I do a sad boy pick? Yes, you can. Right. We're going to do Disintegration by The Cure, 1989 album. Uh, very sad. It's but very well. But I love this album for the instrumentation. It's beautiful. The, the lyrics are sometimes very cold and distant, think, feelings of loneliness. But it's just so good to listen to. The emotions on it are it, it, it's truly a remarkable album. It's one of the best albums of all time, in my opinion, at least in the top 50. So I would check out, if you're having a sad day or a rainy day, Disintegration by The Cure. I'm sure a lot of our older audience knows that. The song, Love Song, you know? Yeah, of course. It's on that album. Nice. All good recommendations, guys. Yeah. I'm, I have, like, I have a, we have keen tastes on this podcast roundtable. Mm-hmm. Next. Well, some. <laughs> Highly recommended. Movie is the next category. Do-do-do. Uh, is this me? Uh, yeah. That's you. I'm okay. I thought about this for two seconds, and one of the most underrated movies ever just popped into my mind. Okay, okay now another underrated movie one, but I'll, I'll I'll go with my first one: Thirteenth Warrior, nineteen ninety nine movie, never starring seen Antonio it. Banderas, based on a book by Michael Crichton, um, and it's about a same guy who did Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah. it's about a guy who was banned from uh, like a. He's banned from like Arabia somewhere, Antonio Banderas' character, and joins this um, group of Viking warriors uh, to fight this like evil, uh, mon like half man, half monster people that are terrorizing these towns. And anyway, it's this. It's an awesome like guy movie. It's so good. It's so good. It's <laughs> I was thinking this was going to be like a very like intellectual pick from Taylor, and then it no. turns no. out they're fighting monsters and everything. See, that's good. I could probably Eclectic. find an intellectual value in it, but I'm just going to leave. I'm it sure that. there is some. 
Okay. I was thinking, I'm thinking older movie now. That's what, what recommendation I'm going to give. Uh, I'm going to go with Charade featuring uh, Audrey Hepburn and uh, Cary Grant. It's a, such a good movie. It's suspenseful. Old movies are just fantastic. They're great. Are you trying to show everyone like, how cool you are? <laughs> Does that make me cooler? That a little I like bit. old no, movies? It's cool. yeah. I'll go even older. It happened okay. one night with I Clark knew Davis. I was... Oh, I almost said yeah. that movie. In oh, it's so good. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's great. It's great. Um, I'm not going to use that as my pick, though. I'm oh. going to use... Oh, I'm stuck between two movies, but I don't want to say the other movie. I'm going to choose V for Vendetta as my movie to watch. That's a good one. V for Vendetta is one of my favorite movies ever. I'm sure a lot of you guys who have seen that movie will understand why it is also pertinent to our time with totalitarian government control, censoring things that you believe, censoring speech, and putting things out there to make you afraid and make you trust in your government. I highly recommend V for Vendetta. And the guy Elrond in Lord of the Rings, he plays the main character. You never see his face, but he's the the main character, so I like it. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yeah, and he's in The Matrix, too. Yes. Before we get into our next category for highly recommended, Jaffo, aka Jeff and Rosie, say, love the chemistry between the three of you. We love the energy and knowledge that you share. And then Stephen Thompson did another super chat. He said his book recommendation is This Present Darkness by Frank Peretti. His album is Take Me to Your Leader by the Newsboys and movie is To Save a Life. There we Take go. Take me to your leader. That's, <laughs> That's like old school Christian mm-hmm. music. 90s kids know it. Next highly recommended category is podcast. Taylor, kick us off. Oh, gosh. Um, well, besides Will and I'm Alive. Besides our own yeah. podcast? Which is available now on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere you get your podcast, yes, by the way. You don't have to watch our faces anymore if you don't want to. Although I don't know why you wouldn't want to. I don't know. That, <laughs> you don't get to see the stash? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, I've been listening to one lately called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Um, it's about a, a church that was like the biggest, most popular church in the world, or like on, at least in the Western world on the internet, a guy, um, pastored by a guy named Mark Driscoll. And it basically imploded after rising to the top because some stuff came out about his leadership style and, and whatnot. And anyway, it's just as someone who came up in the church background and worked in mega churches and stuff, it's just a fascinating thing because you get into like people are getting so much good out of the church and finding so much meaning and being a part of this community. But then there's, it's run by flawed people and they get hurt by those people's flaws. And then they're trying to pick up the pieces of that. And I think that's something that a lot of people can identify with something I can personally identify with. And, um, anyway, I've been listening to that. It's very well done. It's done like as good as this American life, like level of production, um, on, uh, in, in, I think it's by Christianity today, but anyway, that's my recommendation. Great. Awesome. Uh, my podcast recommendation is American History Tellers. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Wondery. It is amazing. Uh, it's a guy by the name of Lindsey Graham, not the Lindsey Graham, just a Lindsey Graham, going through another a, guy named Lindsey Graham. Another guy named Lindsey Graham. What are the odds that two men are named Lindsey Graham? <laughs> I don't know, but his name is Lindsey Graham, and he goes through different history, uh, different historical periods. He went through. I've I've listened to the Prohibition era. I've listened to the Age of Jackson. I've listened to Cold War and. I've listened through, uh, I think he did a segment on Stalinism, but it's great because he just plays like music in the background. He acts out certain scenes in history. It's just a cool podcast to listen to. I know history can be a little bit hard to digest, but he makes it easy. It's good. I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, so you don't have an answer. I, I will tell you one that I, when I drove to Sacramento for the 4th of July last year, mm-hmm. we listened to this podcast. It's like this murder podcast. Crime junkies. Crime junkies. Crime junkies. Holy is good. cow. Well, there's. You have there's two girls in Crime Junkies. Yep. I forget the one. I forget the smart girl, and then there's Brit. There's Brit. Oh yeah, right? there's the smart girl, and there's Brit. The smart girl, <laughs> and then there's Brit. Right. I'm not trying. Kind of like our, our podcast. There's the smart one, and then there's <laughs> there's Amala, and then there's Taylor and Will. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it'll be like the girl Sarah. Right? Isn't her name Sarah? She'll I don't be know. like explaining something. Like he went into the house, and then there wasn't anyone there, and then someone jumped out, and they murdered him, and then Britt will be like, she'll be like, oh my gosh, they murdered them. Yeah. And Sarah will be like, yes, Britt, yes, Queen, she did murder. Him. Like she has to come in and like explain it. That is so funny. And it's funny talking to people about this podcast, like dumb people and then they'll be like you know i just love brit on the show if it wasn't for brit i wouldn't get anything Talking going on i know I'm yeah like, she's like and then jennifer pan 
just said that she murdered it. And Brit's like, oh my goodness. She said that? She told the police? <laughs> I feel very left out of this. Just me and Scott are shaking our heads You need to start here. listening, yeah, to, crime listening to crime junkies. It sounds like an inside joke, which I would love to be a part of someday. Yeah. Well, yeah. then let's move on. Highly recommended next category is personality. And by this we mean, I guess, political personality or somebody that you watch that's a personality oh. on the internet. Uh, Taylor, kicks off. I thought we meant... If you have multiple personalities. <laughs> Which one of your personalities Steven do you like is best? my favorite personality. Raven's my favorite. He's eccentric. He's <laughs> confident. Man, I I should have thought about my picks for these, knowing, not knowing I was going to I know, first you made the category. I know, I really came up with this yeah. whole thing, but... Um, ooh, Yours like Jordan, Jordan Peterson, Peterson is like top okay. of mind. Yeah, he's like my biggest intellectual influence in the last like five years like he's very tough to top but mm-hmm. i feel like that's such a lazy pick like for movie that's like the equivalent of picking war of the rings for movies yeah right right obviously right it's the best yeah but. i'm gonna go with lindsey graham i'm just kidding i'm gonna go with <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh Andrew Clavin from The Daily Wire. He's a super nice guy. I met him. He, before I even started working at PragerU, he had retweeted one of my TikToks and then personally messaged me and said that he liked what I was doing. And we ended up meeting at a party down the line after I started working at PragerU. And he sat down with me for like two hours just talking about politics and life and religion and his own personal journey and giving advice. And he's just an amazing guy. If you're not watching his show, The Andrew Clavin Show at, at The Daily Wire, why? Why? Why not? Yeah, Andrew's great. And his son, Spencer, is great, too. Yes, They're he both is. really cool. Um, I'll recommend Pedro Gonzalez. He's a good guy. Um, writes for Chronicle Mag. He is like a populist and a very smart guy who just says what the truth is. Follow him on Twitter. He's a good friend of mine. He just put out a new article, I think, two days ago about BlackRock and buying up homes and things along that. You guys know I like talking about that stuff. So uh, definitely check him out for sure. Pedro Gonzalez. Couple super chats here. Make 1984 Fiction again says, I'm a little behind. Can you call that guy back and ask him, how does one eat Chipotle with a mask on? What? Wes, why didn't we ask Why him didn't we ask that? That would have been Jay, hilarious. get back on the show. He would have thought we were so stupid. Imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, next. User 3477. Uh, this makes me uncomfortable reading compliments. Amelie, like your laugh makes sunshine on cloudy days. It Anyways. does not. It does not change the weather. <laughs> it does not change the weather. No. I can just confirm have to that. Because we'll get a fact check on this if we don't say that <laughs> from Facebook. So just have to let you know it's, it is nice. They said, in that guy's do world, it does. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> they said there. Now you have to say it because I skipped it in another super chat. And it says, also, I love that Radiohead album that you mentioned, too. Thank he you. Really, he really likes you. Yeah, user three four seven seven. Three four seven seven six was taken. <laughs> okay, let's get into another one here. The I think this is the last one. Highly recommended activity. Highly recommend working out. No, um, obviously that's another easy one. My favorite activity is beach volleyball. I play it every weekend for as long as I can, um, and. It's the best thing ever. It checks off so many boxes. It's social. It's outdoors at the beach. So it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's competitive. Um, it's athletic. And so you, like, I, when I moved to L.A., I was like, I'm going to take up beach volleyball, jujitsu, and surfing. That was my goals. I found beach volleyball and didn't make it past that. I was like, <laughs> I, I just started spending all my time playing that. So All of our Ohio watchers are going to love that answer. Hey, look, no, I learned beach volleyball in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they have little, they have beach volleyball places all over the country. They're, they're doing one of the AVP tournaments in Chicago. Like they do them oh, all really? over. Yeah. They do them all over. Oh, so cool. it's like a summer activity. Yeah. Parks have courts. You can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. My apartment has a course. I'm going to go highly recommended activity is going out dancing. That's super fun. I went out with my roommate uh, like a week ago to go out dancing and a couple of you guys walked up and said you watched the stream. So that was cool. Uh, was super weird. You don't expect to like go out to a bar dancing and then people walk up to you and they know who you are. It's super. Is this like hip hop dancing? Salsa hip-hop. dancing? Hip hop dancing. Waltzing. Not waltzing. I only waltz. Line, oh, you only waltz? Mm-hmm. Country only line dancing? Capable? I would do country line dancing. That would dancing. be fun. I would that totally sounds do super fun. But I do yeah. not like that. I've done it before. There's a bar in uh, Newport that does country it's line dancing. It's so fun. Everybody knows there. the steps and you're like all moving in, in tandem. That's like, that's my personal hell. 
<laughs> I do not like that type of song. The last time uh, I saw Will Witt dance was in South Central Los Angeles, take learning um, the steps from a crackhead lady, and it was yeah, and pretty interesting. Along. No, yeah. I like to dance. I just don't like the the line dancing stuff. Okay, like so you that. like hip hop dancing? Yeah, yeah, or like, that's super fun. Or, you know, just well, grab white a white boy summer and, dancing, and waltz. You know, something you know, Roomba. Rumba? Do you guys know ballroom Rumba. dances? I would like to do that with yeah, my I know fiance. Mm -hmm. A I little know. bit, a little bit. I'm like not too well versed, but I can do it. Oh, Will, my goodness. All right, Scott, come here. I'm like, <laughs> I'll spin you around. <laughs> we bend you. <laughs> Will, what's your highly recommended activity? My highly re recommended activity, um, I mean, I'm going to say cooking. I think cooking is something that is good for your soul. Cooking Good is, answer. it teaches you how to follow directions. It teaches you what tastes good. <laughs> and it's good that you can spend quality time with people doing it too. It's not something that you have to do alone. You can do it alone for a time to like think and relax and you can put on, uh, you know, an audio book like my book that you can pre-order on Amazon, how oh, to wow. win friends and influence enemies, search Will Witt on Amazon, pre-order my book. Oh my gosh. I didn't or, know you wrote a book. No, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Are you like an author? I am an author. Yeah. And oh. radio talk show host. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> it's amazing. But cooking is just an, a super fun thing to do and you get all this great food and if you're married or have a girlfriend, they'll do the dishes for you. So it's truly an amazing thing. And that's it for Highly Recommended, ladies and gentlemen. I hope. You guys, I think we should do that again. Yeah, here yeah that's fun. Put down in the chat, should we do that again? Did you guys want to hear our recommendations? And send are your you own gonna, in the super chat? Yeah, send you your own in the super bottle. chat. Because it's in the frame. Your water bottle's in the frame, so I'm taking it. I'm confiscating it. <laughs> you <laughs> um, just fidget with things. <laughs> I do. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed those recommendations. Hopefully you guys go and uh, seek out those recommendations. Uh, real quick, Jason just uh, gave a super chat book recommendation in order to live by Yanmi Park. Yeah. It's her journey yep. out of North yep. Korea. So we Thank were just you. talking oh, yeah. about listening to her podcast. Honestly, and I'm going to plug Joe Rogan here. Go listen to her three-hour podcast with Joe Rogan. It will change your perspective on everything in your life. I, I cannot speak highly enough about Yanmi Park and her journey and her story and what she's doing right now. So amazing. Guys, please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified when we go live every day at 2.30 PST, 5.30 Eastern. If you are a young person in high school, college, or a young professional below the age of 35, join PragerForce, an online digital community, online digital <laughs> community of conservatives, and you can join by going to PragerForce.com. Also, our podcast is now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so if you would rather listen than watch, uh, you can go there. Mm -hmm. Online digital virtual VR podcast. Yes. Straight out of the redundancy department of yeah. redundancy. Yes, 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 yes. We really appreciate you guys watching. Make sure you follow us on social media because we post a lot of stuff on there that you might have missed or updates about what we got going on. I'll be posting my book tour there and other stuff. So definitely check us out on social media at the Willwit, at the Amla Ep Kenobi, and uh, <laughs> Taylor Trandall. Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs>